Good morning, Coach. Um, we'll give you an opportunity to start with an opening comment, and then we'll take questions. Mike Reese will be first. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, not much new from what we talked about yesterday. Um, yeah, like I said, looking through the film, uh, proud of the team's effort that we, uh, you know, handled overall, handled the situational football decently, certainly room for improvement. You know, kept our poise there through some, uh, you know, competitive situations. And there's a lot we can learn from on this film. Uh, a lot of things that we haven't experienced this year that we experienced yesterday. So uh, it'll be a good, good learning experience for um for all of us on the team and um, you know things that uh, we can all clean up coaches players um, everything so uh, we'll try to try to improve on yesterday's performance and, and we'll need that against Seattle um, you know they were impressive against Atlanta uh, another great day from uh, Wilson and um, you know so we'll we'll have to get to them here uh, as soon as we turn the page on uh, on Miami today. Uh, first question, Mike Reese, followed by Zach Cox. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Good, Mike. Good. Um, some might look at the way you guys played offensively yesterday and say that looked different in a lot of ways than what we've seen in the past couple decades. And, and maybe ask the question, how much did the Patriots sort of rip up the playbook and build a new one? Um, how, how, how did you, like, is that exactly what happened, or how would you sort of answer that thought? Uh, we always try to do what's best for the team to win, and um, you know everything we've done for the last uh, twenty years, and rightfully so, has been uh, for Tom Brady. It was for Tom Brady. Um, everything was dedicated to him, other than the games that he didn't play in, like um, you know when Castle played. Um, or Jimmy and then Jacoby um, when Brady was suspended. So, you know, there were times when we, we had to plan differently, but, uh, you know, when you your starting quarterback has uh, things that he's good at or things that you can take advantage of, then I think you try to take advantage of them. How much does that um, speak to the flexibility that you have within the offensive system or, and, or is that sort of pretty standard, would you say, from your experience in football to be able to adapt like that? Yeah, I, I can only speak to the team that I'm on. So, like I said, we try to do what's best for the football team. That's what we always do. Next question, Zach Cox, followed by Michael Hurley. Morning, Bill. Hey, Zach. Uh, it, look, it looked like Joe Juan had a, a tough assignment yesterday against Kasiki in some of those third down situations. Uh, what made you confident that he could handle that assignment, and, and how do you feel like he uh, he fared out there? Uh, there were a couple. Uh, you know, he had a couple of really good plays, big plays, uh, pass breakup on third down, had good coverage there on the interception at the end of the game, uh, kind of on the overthrow there, or well, it took Jaseki away and couldn't get the ball in there and. And uh, JC intercepted it. So, um, you know, Jaseki's really just, you know, he's a big receiver. I mean, he's not really a, a conventional tight end, but he's a tough matchup in the passing game. And, um, you know, felt like Juwan matched up against him and did a good job. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, next question, Michael Hurley, followed by Megan O'Brien. Hey, good morning, Bill. Hi, Mike. 
Uh, I had a question about the fourth and one uh, decision. Uh, really, two parts. Is there a, a calculus where going up by six at that point isn't really worth it compared to going for it when you're deep in the territory, the opponent's territory? And secondly, uh, I noticed that uh, Micah and Wenyu, Justin Heron, Devin Asiasi were on the field in that play. What is it? Uh, those guys playing in their first game, what is it that uh, gave you the confidence uh, to, to have those guys out there in that spot in their first NFL games? All right. Well, uh, you know, those those players all practiced and, and gave us confidence to do that. Uh, so uh, that's why we put them out there. And uh, we knew that obviously those situations are, are going to be critical situations, fourth and ones or goal lines or, you know, whatever. We're not going to, um, you know, that, that's not a the type of play that, that you would expect that type of play to come up in a critical situation, which it did. So, uh, but they, they show, show the ability to execute that in practice. And um, yeah, I mean, all those fourth down situations, they're all different, but uh, certainly being up by six is, is a lot better than being up by three, especially late in the game when a you know, field goal isn't enough for the offense. They've got to go in the end zone, but uh, we just felt confident in that, at that situation. and. And uh, players came through and executed it well. Cam gave us a good run, and you know we ended up inside the one yard line. So, um, you know, worked out well. But that was good execution by the players. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, next question, Megan O'Brien, followed by Ian Steele. Hi, Bill. Yesterday was Derek Rivers' first healthy game in over a year, and he missed his first season due to injury. I was just wondering what you've noticed about Derek Rivers and how he's worked to get himself healthy and back out on the field. Yeah, uh, thanks, Megan. That's a uh, you know great, great point that you brought up there. And um, you know, Derek's uh, really been done an incredible job. Uh, I mean, you mentioned some of the adversity he's been through, but um, you know, I don't think I've ever really seen him in a in a down day. Uh, he's always got a positive attitude. He works extremely hard. Um, he, he always, you know, works on the things that will help him and help the team. Um, kind of the first one in, last one out uh, type of guy in the building. And um, really glad to see him out there yesterday and have an opportunity to play and, and have some success and, you know, help us win. Uh, but he's, he's um, really showed a lot of mental toughness and really an incredible amount of mental toughness over the last three years. You know, to deal with with some of the setbacks that um, he's had, you know, none of which were really his fault. Um, just bad breaks, really. I don't think he did anything wrong. Uh, it's just, you know, that's football. And uh, but he never had anything but a, a positive, hardworking, uh, competitive attitude. Um, he did what he could do, and he rehabbed what he couldn't do. And uh, so he's had a a good good camp here, um, good start to the season, and. Um, as you mentioned, him having the opportunity to play yesterday and, and go out there and help the team win was um, very gratifying. I know, I know for him, but uh, for all of us, uh, all of his teammates and other people on the team and, and um, you know, the training staff, the strength staff, all the guys that have worked with him for, for um, you know, during that time as well to help him. Uh, regain all of his physical attributes, which I, I think they've done, he's done a good job of, and they've done a good job of. But it, you know, it, it came to fruition yesterday, and as I said, I think that was gratifying for everyone. Thanks for recognizing it. Next question, Ian Steele, followed by Mark. Sorry, Ian Steele, followed by Mark Daniels. 
Morning, Bill. And uh, I'm curious in terms of I remember you mentioned uh, in training camp that ball security was something that you were concerned of uh, over going into week one, uh, specifically with contact and some situations that the guys hadn't been through. And with uh, Nikhil Harry's fumble out of the end zone for a touchback and Demir Bird's uh, first punt, uh, I'm wondering if that's kind of just what you were concerned about in Compass and how you approach that moving forward here. Yeah, well, the punt situation was a, a totally different situation. That was, um, uh, you know, Miami actually did a good job by, you know, pushing uh, our player into the returner. It was a good play by, by them, something we've got to, um, you know, it's the game situation that you don't really get in practice uh, very often, although we've talked about it plenty of times. But uh, the actual physical contact that led to that, uh, to the punt, the punt muff was is one that we, that's a good situational play that we really, you know, obviously going to have to spend more time on. Um, but, you know, I'll just say ball security in general, it's uh, everybody would, you know, a lot of people would focus on the play or plays that happen where the ball is actually loose, and those are critical plays. Um, but really, we analyze every play every every time the ball is handled. So, you know, was it uh, was the ball security good or wasn't it? And even if it was didn't come out, if if our ball security is not good, and it's only a matter of time until you know a defender is able to get his hand in there, and you know it, the situation's a little bit different, the traffic situation's a little bit different. Uh, and the ball will come out. So uh, we analyze it on every play, uh, practice and games. It doesn't matter whether it actually did or didn't come loose. What really matters is the technique and the handling of the ball uh, so that it's always properly protected. So we've, all, you know, we've always done that. As I said, we do it on every play in practice. We do it on every play in the game. You know, I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, there are always, or there, you know, there are corrections to be made, um, and it's just an awareness of, of that for everybody who handles the ball, uh, including the defensive players after they intercept it or scoop it up on a fumble, uh, returners, uh, and obviously all the ball handlers uh, on offensive plays. So we'll continue to emphasize it. Eddie. Next question, Mark Daniels, followed by Jim McBride. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Mark. Uh, I wanted to ask you about um, two players you had at a right tackle yesterday, Jermaine Illuminor and Michael Owenu. Um Obviously, Jermaine played a little bit more tackle in college, and Baltimore is probably a little bit more guard, and Michael was probably a little bit more guard at last year in Michigan. Just how do those two players do You know, in week one for you, and just what does it say for, say, even the versatility for someone like Michael who came into the NFL is with the majority of his experience at right guard, and then it's, you know, it's week one and he's playing a little bit of tackle. All uh, right. Well, um, oh, you know, Mike's a very uh, flexible player, and uh, I don't think he's played tackle since high school. But uh, you know, he played a number of positions uh, for us in training camp: uh, guard, tackle. You know, we saw a tight end there in the game yesterday. Um, you know, similar uh, but different than Solder. You know, when Solder was drafted, uh, of course, he was a first-round pick but came in and played the majority of his rookie year at right tackle and, and the jumbo tight end position. So, um, you know, Mike's earned playing time and, and uh, he's able been able to play different spots for us. Um, you know, right now our, our two guards are, you know, pretty established players and, and they played well. Um, so 
if we can find a way to utilize our personnel productively, then then we'll try to do that. But uh, Mike's a smart kid, and and he's got good versatility. He's worked hard, and you know he's embraced the opportunity to to play different positions. And uh, even though he doesn't have a lot of experience there, he's he learns quickly and is able to you know utilize his skills to be productive. Um, you know, Jermaine, as you said, has gone back and forth uh, between tackle and guard uh, in his professional career. He played tackle for the Ravens. Um, he's also played guard. So, um, you know, with uh, Marcus opting out this year, um, you know, we had a good opportunity to kind of open the right tackle position up to competition. And, and um, you know, those two players are, are ahead of the rest of them at this point. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, but... I think you know both Jermaine and and Mike have the ability to play inside and outside. They've shown that, um, so we'll just have to you know see how things uh, progress moving forward. But it was good to get an evaluation of it yesterday, and you know we'll see how it goes next week and in the succeeding weeks. Thank you. You're welcome. Our next question, Jim McBride, followed by Doug Kai. Uh, good morning, Coach. Hey, Jim. Hey, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, what you've seen from Ryan Izzo and his development, uh, particularly as a blocker, it seemed like he was critical to the success of the run game yesterday. Yeah, Ryan's, uh, you know, a little bit different than the situation we just talked about with Rivers uh, in that he's, you know, played a little more than that. But, you know, he's also dealt with a couple setbacks here uh, in his first two years. And, uh, you know, I feel like even though um, – our opportunity to work with him this year was uh, was limited in the offseason. Uh, you know, he took from the end of last year until the beginning of this year and, you know, improved his strength and, you know, put on some some solid weights, worked on his blocking fundamentals, um, continued to improve those. You know, Coach Kaylee is position coach, and, and he's certainly gotten uh, better uh, over the course of this year's training camp and, and relative to the two prior years he's been out there every day so you know when you're out there every day working hard um you know you have to improve and and he certainly has so um you know he made nice nice catch and run for us on uh on a play action pass and you know gave us a pretty solid effort there um at tight end yesterday and we needed that so that was he did did a nice job but again kind of like rivers he's he's shown a lot of mental toughness and competitiveness to continue to work even though Things weren't always, um, you know, always going the way he wanted them to or the way we wanted them to. Um, you know, he, he stuck with it with, you know, a good positive attitude and, and you know, day after day commitment. And, you know, that's that, that paid off. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for recognizing that, too. Uh, next question, Doug Kine, followed by Evan Lazar. Good morning, Bill. Doug. Uh, we saw a pretty heavy rotation at safety next to Devin McCourty. Uh, I was wondering if that was more due to getting guys up to speed after no preseason and sort of a shortened training camp, or if it was just about wanting to get all of those players on the field. Yeah, well, we played a lot of players defensively at all positions, so, um, you know, those guys were all out there. Of course, anytime you play a, a team with multiple receivers on the field, uh, which the majority of the time, uh, Miami had four had four receivers on the field, uh, including Jacecki. So um, that's you know that forced you to use more defensive backs and and the safety positions you know part of that. So 
Um, but I, you know, a lot of rotation on the defensive line, on the outside linebackers, defensive ends, the inside linebackers. Uh, all three of those guys played, and and you know our four safeties and and uh, corners played as well. So. You know, I think he saw that rotation all the way across the board. But, of course, there's more defensive backs, especially when, you know, Miami was behind there in, in the fourth quarter. And, you know, it was not two-minute, but kind of was two-minute. They had the two-minute situation at the end of the half. So there were a lot of real, you know, probably a third of the game in terms of total number of plays were, let's call it, pretty, pretty obvious passing situations or passing groups. Uh, so that always leads to more DBs on the field. I'll do uh, two final questions, Evan Lazar and Phil Perry. Hey, Bill. Uh, just uh, understanding that you want to take advantage of Cam's ability to run the ball. He ran it 15 times yesterday, and I was just curious uh, from your perspective if you thought that was something that could continue or would you like to you know, kind of manage it a little bit better so he's not you know, taking that many body blows in a game? Yeah, well... You know, some of those runs are option-type runs, so we don't know who's going to get the ball. Depends on how the defense plays it. There's not like, you know, handing off ball off to the halfback run up the middle. So um, when you run plays that have, um, you know, some type of an option to them, then, you know, you don't know for sure who's going to get the ball. So um, that's just, you know, an unpredictable part of that play. It's like running a pass play when you, unless it's a screen pass, when you drop back and throw the ball, you don't know which receiver you're throwing to. It depends on the coverage and the matchup that you get. Uh, so it's the same thing on, a, on an option-type run. It could go to um, it could, the back quarterback could keep it or the quarterback could hand it off. It really depends on how the defense, you know, how they, how they defend the play. So, uh, you know, I think those numbers are, with all due respect, I mean, I think they're a little bit skewed. The defense, if they played a certain way, they could, you know, Put the ball in whoever's hands they want to. If they want, you know, if they really want to declare who's going to get the ball. So we'll see how teams play us going forward uh, on those type of plays. If we run those again, I don't know. We'll, you know, do what's best each week based on the team that we're playing and and how we feel like we, you know, can attack them. And last question, Phil Perry. Phil, you're muted. We'd have you now, yes. Stacy, you got me? Sorry about that. Lost my connection there, I think, for a second. Um, Bill, I wanted to ask you about that the uh, the Edelman run in the, the fourth quarter. There is that first play that that last touchdown drive. Right. Um, I'm wondering if if you guys saw anything throughout the earlier portion of the game with those motions that I know you guys use a lot of, um, and how Miami was reacting that may have led to that being the right call and that spot was there something about those types of looks before where those guys obviously those motion guys obviously weren't getting the ball um that made edelman a, a good option to carry it on that one yeah well i think anytime you set up a game plan you try to have complementary plays um in the plan uh so if they're taking away a certain thing then uh theoretically you have something else to complement that that they would have trouble defending or that they're not taking away so 
Uh, you know, Josh does a great job. Josh is a is an outstanding offensive play caller. He does a great job of uh, mixing things up, setting things up, and also um, recognizing how the defense is adjusting to certain, uh, whether it's formations or the deployment of individual personnel or, um, you know, how their adjustments, uh, you know, with certain defenses, you have sometimes one way to adjust it, but Sometimes you can have more than one way to adjust it, and you, you want to identify offensively what, which method they're using. So, um, you know, Josh totally understands defenses. He's coached on defense. He knows how, how defenses operate and what their choices are, and if they choose one, then, um, you know, but they're, they're vulnerable from having not chosen the other one in certain areas. So, um, you know, combination of good play calling, obviously good execution by the players, and, you know, again, having a good game plan so that if you feel like there's, like I said, something that they're taking away, uh, that you have uh, hopefully a complementary way to um, attack the defense so that they can't, as I said, theoretically stop both types of plays. So um, I would say probably fell into that category as as do most of our offensive plays uh, so you know we try to find some place that we think that we can attack but if they take that away then um, rather than just trying to attack the same spot then we hopefully can get to something that will uh, hit the weakness of the defense not the area that they're trying to trying to take us out of um, but then it always comes down to whether you can you know execute those complementary plays or not and course that was that was very well executed plays good run by Julian and then we you know got the got the penalty on top of it so um, you know those those are things that good play calling good execution um, you know that that can lead to good results great thanks a lot Bill okay coach, thank thanks we'll see you tomorrow time. yep uh, sorry for those we didn't get to but coach thanks for the extra time okay thank you